The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're just going to get started with a cold open so you all can't see me. We're on the air right now. As you can see, my co-hosts absolutely just troll me. This is this is what they do. This is this is how much I mean to these people. Jeff, hey, what's up? What? Where? Hey, hi. How's it going? Anna, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Sorry, just getting my cigarette out. <laughs> He's gone Sorry, mad. Bailey. She's gone method. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Trying to position the syringe correctly. Because I have a proposition for you. Mm-hmm. The several thousand dollar man <laughs> is here. That's, you, that's and I'm going to have to ask how much it's going to cost me to never have to hear Another Pulp Fiction reference again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> On this show. Is your wife dressed as Virgil? I'm a thousand dollar man. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's our spooktacular. Fightful.com. This is a million dollar belt. You guys are the worst. At least that's, Alex dressed up as Goofy. It wasn't like a targeted effort. Oh, and you know the best thing about this? This was actually my mom's idea. Ooh. Ooh. So UFC is coming to Perth in February, and I can't wait to kick your mom's ass. I'm going to cover that event live just so I can fight your mom. You have no chance. Her mom has a my wicked My mom's taking down better men than you. I have multiple dollars. I can make it happen. Many dollars I have. We had SmackDown Live tonight. Had some Halloween festivities of their own. Jeff, what did you think of the show? I thought it was okay. I mean, I I liked uh, the wrestling on it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, My issues are, are more with 
story continuity, but but the wrestling I thought was pretty good. Anna. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. That I was actually impressed by a few angles that I haven't given a crap about before um, by their in ring, but the build up to Survivor Series as it currently stands, given what to expect from the SmackDown team, not too hot on, but we'll get there. The fact that nobody knows who you two are supposed to be speaks to me. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. That just means that they're as uncultured as you are. <clears throat> oh, shit. <laughs> you can reach Anna Bauer at Anna Bauer, all one <laughs> word on Twitter. Um, yeah, but I agree with her. Let's get into SmackDown Live. Shane Man comes out and kind of describes why SmackDown is so upset at Raw. He he kind of indicates that it's because of the draft picks, like because Raw got more draft picks last year. And that even though they put on great shows and great matches and things like that, they were still never seen as the A brand. I wonder if Shane was maybe informed, hey, the reason you're not looked at as the A brand is because you got absolutely hosed throughout some of these transactions. You had people taken from you. Yeah, The Undertaker just pulled from what what seemed like it was going to be SmackDown and just thrown on Raw. John Cena taken away too. What? How are you looking at his reasoning, Anna, for for why he he facilitated the siege? I, I feel like whatever reason he gave for that was very quickly thrown out of the window when he referenced Steph as unfortunately the witch is back. And it's just looking like another year of a McMahon feud. And like it, we really, we don't need that. We don't need this shtick. And it doesn't, you know, it hasn't really sustained it for the last few years anyway. Um, but my favorite thing out of all of this is when whoever runs a WWE account on Instagram tags Shane Thorne as being SmackDown's team captain. So that's my captain and that's the one I'm going to go for. I just want to say I am uh, one Afro away from being the Samuel L. Jackson in this outfit. <laughs> and I just realized that. But uh, Jeff, so so Shane announces himself as captain of the Survivor Series team. There's history here. Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon. It's something that they can play up. They should play up. But do, do you think that, that that maybe at least should be a little bit in there? Like maybe Shane holds a grudge against Kurt Angle after all these years? I'd have loved any of that, especially last week. I, I think everything about the John Cena, about the Undertaker thing, should have been brought up last week. I think everything about the A-Show should have been brought up last week. They could build these types of stories. They could have talked about SmackDown being bitter towards Raw for weeks now. This is contrived to me. I didn't buy it at all. And to me, it's weird because Shane came off as such a jerk during the invasion of Raw, and now they bring in Stephanie, who is a bigger jerk than Shane, just by being herself and by emasculating people on screen and things of that nature. So I and and yet here's the other part of this that's an entire disconnect that we're gonna have to bring up eventually. Both these teams are going to be babyface heavy. So oh, yeah. you have you have two leaders who are acting like jerks. You have their lieutenants basically trying to smooth things over. And it's just it's 
who do pe- who are, who is the layman, the non-smart fan supposed to root for in this? Or or are they being too clever by half by thinking it's going to be a Rock Cena thing where they actually have Raw fans <laughs> and SmackDown fans, which they don't because they, don't. they have WWE fans. It, it's just there are stories they can tell and they don't tell them. That's my problem. First match of the night, two out of three falls match. The Survivor Series qualifier, Bobby Roode defeated Dolph Ziggler. This seems much more fun as a SmackDown match with stakes than a pay-per-view match without any. Um, I continue to enjoy Roode's blockbuster that he does. Ziggler wins the first fall in four minutes with a super kick. Then the second fall happens during the break, which <laughs> I kind of like because that, that's some unpredictability. Anna, uh, yeah. you don't get to see this, though. Because you don't no. see what happens during the commercials. No, no, we do not. We see Chris Hemsworth flipping out at inanimate objects and Fox cell ads as opposed to any raw action or SmackDown action. Or SmackDown in this case. Um, but it happened. And this is the thing about for the last few weeks, it was from the beginning of this angle, I have not been a fan. I still don't understand why Ziggler just doesn't walk out in silence instead of that stupid damn record scratch. But this match, their in-ring was excellent tonight. Ziggler was selling his ass off, and I think they they both looked incredible. And it's just so frustrating because that's kind of, you know, you're missing out on good work anyway, but when you miss out of on a, a pivotal part of a falls match, like, you know, two out of three, and you miss the two, kind of annoying but i get it from you know the unpredictability thing keep people watching during the ads that's cool just show us this match ends up going 11 minutes ziggler lands a big ddt and a zigzag for a couple of great near falls there's a really good callback to the first few matches where they roll each other up and hold the tights then um rude wins with the glorious ddt i like the match three falls in 11 minutes seems to kind of just defeat the purpose of the whole thing. Jeff, what are your thoughts? I, I agree with that point um, immediately. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I think you shouldn't be having three pinfalls within 11 minutes. Uh, Ziggler took a weird bump on his leg when he was thrown out over the top. That, that, that I don't know if, if he, his ankle gave on him there, but uh, that might be something later, but he seemed to work through it. Uh, I thought Bobby Roode took a great DDT on the top of his head. I thought that that was yes, a nice did. little visual. Um, I am still slightly uncomfortable with Bobby Roode pulling tights um, without provocation. Well, 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 I am too, because I'm afraid we're going to see Dolph Ziggler's ass. Okay, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's weird. I'm thinking if there's a guy that turns on this SmackDown team, it's gonna be Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. and that these are just kind of subtle hints they're dropping. I, I'm, I hope they don't do that story, but you know, it, it's something to look out for. It just, it just again, it makes the heel face dynamic a bit weird when Bobby Roode is is pulling tights without having been pulled first. I understand doing it in revenge, uh, but the match itself, I thought uh, Dolph was very, very motivated here. Which uh, you know, I mean, for a guy that's taken two pinfalls in, in eleven minutes, um, yeah, and there's no excuse for having a second pinfall during a commercial break. I'm sorry, there just isn't. You you plan out this show beforehand, guys. It, it's not like sports where it's real and things happen just because. You you could have planned out this pinfall uh, better. Like Alexa Bliss winning with a knockout punch last night, and behind that, 
I like the idea of this kind of stuff happening way more than I like it in execution. Yes. Because ultimately it's like, okay, well, that one just doesn't work for me. Uh, also, I would have liked if they had a pinfalls at 9, 10, and 11 minutes more than I would have 4, 8, and 11. Because if one person got a pinfall like in eight minutes, then the person should be primed to get another one fairly quickly. You would see that in Iron Man matches where somebody would like crack another guy with a chair. That way he could gain two pinfalls to their one. After one pinfall, a guy's going to be a little more wore down. Backstage, New Day are dressed as Jimmy Hart, Akeem, and Brother Love. And Rusev is not happy about it. There's a pretty good segment that leads to a match being made and Aiden English singing. And Rusev Day being celebrated. I really liked this. And uh, let's, we'll talk more about that when we talk about the match. The Women's Survivor Series team is backstage, and Ellsworth is dressed as a dog. I, here's the thing. I don't know if he's dressed as a dog for Halloween or if that's just what Carmella makes him wear now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But Becky Lynch sprays him with a water bottle, which I found to be wonderful. Anna? Uh Natalia came and put a lot of pressure on Charlotte to get the win. It seems to me like it's a ready-made scenario where Natalia loses, but Charlotte's team wins, and Charlotte has a reason to be like, hey, bitch, sup now? I wouldn't be surprised if they did a title swap before that. That glint in Charlotte's eye after Natty came in with the, "Mm, settle your tea kettle, Becky. Yeah, um, so that happened. In terms of Ellsworth, it's like when they say you should dress for the job you aspire to, though, I mean, he's kind of, no one else can play that role. Uh, It's just, I I get it's getting to the point now where having all the women together makes sense, but same shit as I say every week because it happens every week. We don't need to see them all together. And was this the only women's thing at all during the show? Yep. Oh, cool. Okay. That's fun. Got to make time for this Sin Cara promos. We'll talk about that shortly, too. <laughs> Backstage, Gable and Benjamin reveal that they have a tag title match next week and could replace the Usos at Survivor Series. Then they run back one of the shittiest promos of all time, Gable rapping. Uh, Jeff, any chance that these titles change hands? Because I asked because of all of them, and I love Gable and Benjamin, I don't want these two. I want to see the Shield versus the Usos because that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's also classic face heel, so I, I don't think it's going to. I, I I still think Charlotte's getting the women's title. Best are are the Usos heels? Oh, kind of. Uh, they can really, really they nice can, lately. They can play heel in the feud. How of about course. That? There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they change. I think it's Charlotte, the Charlotte is going to get inserted into the women's match. That's going to be the one change against Alexa Bliss. Um, uh, let me backtrack a bit because I wanted to talk a little bit about that segment. I, I think this is the way to use Becky Lynch is kind of being serious, but with the hint of her comedy in there, because that she, she has such great comedy timing when she's not playing everything broad, in my opinion. I thought this was great. I just wish they would have given the women some motivation to want to go after raw that they could have talked about rather than catchphrases and other things of that nature and actually had a nice scripted program in here 
just Becky talking and then getting interrupted. It, you know, it is what it is, but still, it'd be nice to have a little bit more depth to it. It reminds me of that the the pretty cool stipulation that Raw had. It was 2004 when the winners of Raw each got, or the winners of the Survivor Series match got to run Raw for a week. Whoever like whoever was on the winning team. So like Maven got to make matches on Raw one week. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was something. It was a reason to care. Just just yeah. anything. Yeah, Ch- the Chad Gable rapping thing must have made Vince laugh. That's my Oh opinion. god. <laughs> fashion Files is back. Anna, your your thoughts on this Fashion Files segment? Um I got some of it. Um, Dillinger coming out as 10 was fantastic. And the Uggos, um, let go of my Uggos. But I've not seen Stranger Things, so yeah, it happened. I you know, Bludgeon Brothers, they're the ones responsible, as we predicted weeks and weeks ago. And I don't think this is a spot for them. And we're getting Jigsaw from Saw because the new Jigsaw movie is coming out. And that's it pretty much. I think this is the first thing that they've done that I haven't seen. I haven't seen Stranger Things. My wife just got done watching it, but haven't checked yeah. it out. Jeff? We're three for three. I haven't seen a minute hey. of Stranger Things. I just know I have a lot of friends. Oh, it's so great. Oh, all these references. I go, great. If I could sit at home and watch TV all day, I would have watched it, but I haven't. So there you go. <laughs> the, the newly re-signed Sin Cara. He uh, qualified for the real proper ass-kicking club because he beat the brakes off of Baron Corbin. Uh, I'd like to echo my sentiment about how good Corbin is at brawling, although the commentary screaming, oh, every time kind of annoys me, so it makes me not look forward to his matches. That's what they do with every strike. Uh, These two work pretty well together. I like that. Corbin tries to yank Sin Cara's mask off. And then Sin Cara just whips Baron Corbin's ass real bad for it. Um, I put this on Twitter, but I can't wait for the the tweets and the comments on YouTube. It's not believable for Sin Cara to beat up Baron Corbin when Sin Cara is like a thousand and oh backstage in fights that that we that we know of. This like good God, Jeff, he beat the shit out of Baron Corbin. Yeah, but on the on the other hand, you got to get those comments because Sin Cara's been so pushed down. That it's, it's more hard. it's more because of size than anything. Yeah, that's but, where but, I get those from. Okay, that too. But I mean, we've been made to not care about Sin Cara so much. Sure. Um, he also has a shoe deal with Reebok. I found out. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a Twitter follower uh, appraised me to that, which is interesting. I, you know what? Here's here's my problem. I don't mind heating guys back up like this. I, I think it's a cool thing. I question the timing a bit because you're trying to make these Survivor Series matches kind of special, and you have this kind of feud in there, which kind of, which kind of weakens Baron a little bit. I mean, that Miz promo that he was cutting on him already did enough to kind of oh, put yeah. Baron, in, Baron in his place. And you and you know, it's one of those things where. And and I and trust me, man. I loved this brawling. I I this is what I want in almost every feud. I want that kind of anger. I want that kind of motivation. I like that. I like that he's angry because he tried to take off the mask. Um, <laughs> but you need to roll the mask up over your mouth when you're cutting a promo. That's all. Yes. I- <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and WWE had the ball to put a tweet out that said, as if the message wasn't clear. <laughs> I'm like, you sons of bitches. You, you had, that has to be a rib. That has to be a rib. Uh, Anna, does this lead to a mask versus hair match? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if this was the indies, yeah. But it's WWE and no. Um, I loved the angle of this match. I love that he just went for, straight for the mask. It was completely in line with the douchery of Baron Corbin and it added something different to this little thing going on. Initially, I forgot why we were having this rematch and, of course, there was that DQ for barely any reason last week or the week before. Um, Jeff brought up a point that I was thinking about during Shane's promo at the start of the show. He said something about they're all sitting, he was sitting backstage with the roster coming up with something with the under siege plan. And so you blatant liar, as if you would consolidate with or consult, consult with the roster as to what to do. And it's kind of the same thinking in terms of the stuff that Miz and Baron Corbin are doing on social media. They are essentially, they are writing this feud for them and it's gold. And then, but WWE and Vince or whatever don't want to just trust, especially guys like Miz who have the talent and the ability to actually do this stuff to kind of just captain their own angles and let them run with it. And then, I mean, cool that Sin Cara is getting a spot and I really did like this angle, but where is it going to go and how is this going to help the actual match at Survivor Series? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like it's, they're in a few weird positions right now because you have all these programs that look like they're set up and look like they're doing something. But then you've got like half the guys, like everybody's booked for Survivor Series. So do they wrap them up before? Do they extend after? Because Raw doesn't have a, a, a Raw only pay per view till God, when? Like February? January, probably. Royal Rumble. Even, like, the second week, maybe. Maybe that's the rumble. They, oh yeah, they, that's right. Well, well, there's five weeks in January. They could have it the second week, I think. Yeah, they guess they could. Yeesh. So Jinder Mahal comes out and like when he says stuff, I just kind of tune it out. Samir Singh gets tackled, kicked. Styles clash real quick. Jinder Mahal and the Singhs jump Styles. Jinder lays down a really good beating, I thought, on on AJ Styles though. The ring post spot was really good, and then when he he bent. Uh, he basically bow and arrowed AJ Styles around the ring post. That looked really, really nasty. Uh, Anna, there's not a lot to talk about as it pertains to the match. It was a squash. I love AJ Styles squashes. We've seen them over the Singh brothers and James Ellsworth in the past. But um, gender in this spot, it's something we talk about every week. But I thought he did fairly well here, at least with the beatdown. Yeah, the beatdown worked really well. Um, but unfortunately, this isn't an angle or a, a championship that people care about anymore. Um, ben Newton on Twitter said, you know, imagine if AJ had the belt this entire year, what this whole angle and roster would look like. And, I mean, thank God for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're kind of the saving grace of SmackDown at the moment. Um, the thing that you did miss in the gender promo was him declaring that he will forever be known as the beast master, AKA oh God. the master beaster. Um, and I feel like, 
Sorry, I have to. Um, I feel like this whole angle for Mahal and Co is is like fun play along for them, but for Heyman and Lesnar, this is a shoot like no, we actually mean it. You are nothing, kind of thing. So that's an interesting dynamic to look at, and maybe I'm just reading into it a little too much, but that's probably the extent of my interest in terms of if a guy doesn't belong Brock Lesnar is all too happy to let them know about it I mean Shane McMahon called Mm. Shane McMahon didn't call him up but when they offered Brock Lesnar the match with Shane McMahon at Wrestlemania he said in no uncertain terms piss off no I'm not doing that Jeff this Jinder Mahal uh, beatdown and when do you think we get a Styles versus Jinder match um, Europe. Uh, I, I I really don't know. I don't know if we get one because uh, we don't get it next week. It has to be after Survivor Series. Uh, because well, I think it's being advertised for the Raw that I or the SmackDown that I might be at at the end of the month. Yeah. Do you think they would wait that long to do it? Yes, because next week AJ has to have his uh, qualifying match for uh, Survivor Series. Yes. Sure. Um, I'm very yeah. interested in how that that uh, go-home show for Survivor Series will be. I'm sure there'll be um, a lot of Raw invasion and stuff like that. I want to give a little bit of love to the crowd tonight, uh, mostly because it's my old stomping grounds of Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, those myself. people? Yeah, those people. Um, I thought I thought they played along well. They didn't they didn't trash gender, you know, as sucking or chant CM Punk during the beatdown or anything like that. So, um, you know, they played along with it. That's fine. They played along all night, I thought. And this was the this was the thing I noticed it during for some reason because I just I I'm like you. I kind of tune out during gender segments. I kind of know what to expect. So yeah. it's one of those things. A note that I didn't make on last night's show. Uh, post- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raw show that I wanted to. Uh, Bailey getting a pop from that crowd was very, very, very big for her because that was the crowd that booed the hell out of her earlier this year. Yeah, so, killed her. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good job, guys. Good job. Rusev with Aiden English defeated Big E with the New Day. I miss seeing Big E as a singles wrestler. And we get that, but he's wrestling as Akeem and, ah. Uh, Tom Phillips, I gotta give him credit. He calls Biggie Biggie the A Team, in line with the A Team for Survivor Series, and I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't have enjoyed that, but I did. Uh, Corey Graves with another 
Another line that I liked when Byron was bashing Halloween, he says, I wish you'd pretend you're Booker T, Byron. Then I'd have a good commentary partner. (laughs) Uh, These two guys, Rusev and Big E, remind me of how good that WWE Haas division used to be, where they would just throw two big guys that were like over 260 in there, and they would beat the crap out of each other. Big E eats it on a ring post spot. Uh, Aiden English starts to sing. Xavier... (laughs) <laughs> trombone. <laughs> Aiden just jumps onto him for interrupting his song. Aiden gets in the ring, gets a big ending, but Rusev wins with a kick. I had a lot of fun watching this match. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the promo or the, the backstage stuff after, but um, I like this match. It was fun. It was cute. It was their Halloween thing without making it completely terrible like last night's. Anna. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing Arts Camp Mania 2018 trombone versus operatic stylings. Um, it's kind of funny to see these guys feuding. You'd think New Day would be all on board with Rusev Day celebrations. But this is just a fun match. It was so cool to see Bubba Love and Jimmy Hart by ringside again and um, I'm assuming that this is going into a tag thing with Rooslish versus the New Day, and I'm really interested in how this plays out. I'm really looking forward to it. Jeffrey? You know, if, if I could just get back to the early 90s and have these two do a match like a Scott Norton versus a Big Van Vader, I oh, it, w- it would please me yeah. so, so much. Just two big dudes throwing each other. Um, I liked it for what it was. The, the distractions and stuff kind of, yeah, they get in the way, but it was still a fun match with with both guys doing their thing. Um, I, in the lead up promo, I'm not gonna go into the other one until we get to it, but just the the stomping of the candy with the little twist of the ankle. Uh, yeah. Rusev again, fantastic in just about everything he does. Um. I legit worried about whether or not the trombone was broken after that hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's something that's something only local to me that I worry about such things. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match, and, and I too I love Biggie as as a singles guy. I, I liked him a lot when he was teamed with Dolph Ziggler in that kind of stable thing they had going with AJ Lee. I thought that was a great pairing. I I I I keep hearing that they're going to break him off to do a singles run, and I just um you know you kind of wait to see it. But uh, I not, hope they not don't as long break as him no, off and still do a not, singles run because I think having yeah. Kofi and Xavier like as his almost as his cheerleaders would make him a little endearing. If you have a guy like Jinder Mahal, like ironically mocking Big E because Jinder Mahal got this great opportunity, but mocking a, ta- a guy who has been a tag team wrestler for the last several years, wanting yeah. a shot. And then you've got Xavier, like maybe he doubts himself or something at this point, and Xavier and Kofi are there for him. I, I think that would endear him even more. And he could, mm. I think he's got that special kind of like baby face, likable charisma that is really, really, really hard to develop today. Okay. I and mean, they did it with the Shield initially, had yeah. them go for the tag titles and. U.S. Championship. I mean, there's no yeah. need to break these guys up. Not with merch sales as well. They're so, they're they're perfect together. Like, why not just just keep it? And, and if if he loses, like he doesn't end up working out as a singles guy, he can throw it back. 
I know. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It makes more logical sense to keep them together that way. Oh, because Bifa's friends stay together. That's that's yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the best thing in WWE canon is that Rusev <laughs> has been taught what elated means by Renee Young. <laughs> this is the best. If you what go back to September, <laughs> Renee Young goes, "How elated are you?" And he goes, "What's that mean?" And today he said it like what three times? He said elated <laughs> three times. That is awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> I am a fan of that. And uh, I think Rusev knows how damn funny it is too, because I wonder if he, that's the type of thing he snuck in or if like that was written because either way it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I get. Oh, that was good. And the, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You I didn't seem even... very elated. No, no, no. But... <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's something I didn't even pick up on originally, but but that I love those types of callbacks. There there is no better no better character, I think, other than the heel Sami Zayn than than happy, prideful Rusev. Yeah. When he comes out smiling at his chest out like this, it's Rusev Day. <laughs> like <laughs> like that. You know what? I can't the thing and the other thing that just oh it it cracked me up. When Shane sings that terrible off-key note, and and Rusev can't even hide the smile. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't mind him corpsing because when he corpses, it's hilarious. Happy Rusev is always gold to me. Yes. And how fun! Like I'm really hoping that they that something else fun is done with uh, Rusev Day. Oh, it's there's just, unlimited potential with this. It's over. People like it. What else do we got? Shinsuke Nakamura defeated. Um, this one reset. <laughs> Sorry. You, you didn't is... say anything. Because you didn't say to me, Master Beta. Um, <laughs> just on the reset thing. I love that. He, okay, he's come forward and he's asked for a chance to be on the, the SmackDown team. And Shayna said, okay, yes, go up against AJ Styles. And instead of the usual going and sulking that most of these guys do, Rusev is elated that he gets the chance to face AJ for the spot on this team. And then to still be like, yeah, okay, but he's a heel. What? How? No, this guy is magic and he just – he turns the grumpiest of situations into rainbows and sunshine. Here, here you go, Sean Ross Sapp. I'll add something else. I think, I think uh, Corey and Byron were brilliant on commentary during the match where Byron says something like, um, uh, it, 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 it was something where, where, where Corey came back and said, or, or came back and said, that's, that's Rusev day, not Halloween. And then, and then after the match, uh, Corey goes something to the effect of, uh, yeah, now we should celebrate every Rusev day by going around houses and getting candy for children. And Byron shoots right. No, that's Halloween. You die. I thought they were both really great and on their timing in that segment. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Kevin Owens. This is a Survivor Series qualifier, so Nakamura has been added. We're seeing a rarely motivated Shinsuke Nakamura these days, but this was fun. Uh, he was laying in his strikes, 
Some good back and forth, but Nakamura controlled the majority of the match. Uh, Owens would get the occasional spot, a headlock, a roll-up. Uh, very surprised to see Nakamura taking a super fisherman's buster, but he did <laughs> on the far side of the ring where it doesn't feel too hot, I'm sure. Zayn saves Nakamura, and that allows Kevin Owens, or uh, yeah, Zayn saves Owens from Nakamura uh, from like the the jaws of defeat, and then it allows KO to hit a beautiful frog splash. <laughs> Zayn goes out to clear off the announce table, which is far less dramatic with those little LCD monitors that they have now <laughs> that they can kind of just like <sighs> blow off of the table. Uh, Randy Orton comes out and. He's made the table bump his signature, which I love. I think that's great. That the the he knows which ones are the stiff tables, and he only shows up then. I guess the only, <laughs> that's the only times he does it. If the table's looking a little flimsy, he's like, "Not tonight, boys." But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura gets the win. Anna, what do you think about this and Nakamura being added to the Survivor Series elimination match? Yeah, I like the match. There's some really cool spots. KO stole good vibrations the way it needs to be sold and hasn't been in a very long time. Um, there was an awesome counter from the pop-up powerbomb from Nakamura where it flipped him over into a near pin. It, I really liked it and then Orton came out and I feel like he only wants in this feud because he loves working with Sammy so much and not <laughs> really anything to do with Shinsuke. Um, yeah, Shinsuke on the team, they showed the thing at the end of the current team and it's just not very exciting, to be honest. I mean, especially up, Roar announced that their first member is Braun. Braun is going to destroy every single one of them, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, interested to see who else they add, but more interested to see what happens with all the other guys that don't get on the team. Jeff, your thoughts. I, you know, I, I'm hoping Orton between the Singh brothers and Sami Zayn throws an extra grand to each guy who takes one of these stiff table balls <laughs> because these guys are just dying on these tables. Um, I think they're actually supposed to break. Um, I think I, I don't know that for a fact. Um, yeah, and, and Randy sported a little bit of the silver fox beard going today. I, 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 I like that. I, Look, as, as a man who's getting a little bit of gray when, when he gets 5 o'clock shadow, you notice these things. Just like I noticed about the hair tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can have a hair versus mask match. Plenty, plenty comments about my hair, my hair versus your mask. Um, I, no, I like the match a lot. I, I disagree with Anna, though. I, I love the SmackDown team except for Shane. Uh, I, I would love it if there was a story where it was – Randy thinking he was he was uh, manipulating the team in terms of the people only he wants to work with, and then Shane just added himself and kind of ruined his plan. But uh, you know, I, I like this team. I, you know, I kind of agree they're gonna put Braun over Strong. They may put Braun. Braun may be the guy to walk out on his team too, because that tends to be the tendency with these monster type of guys is they find a way to get them out of the match so that they don't have to be eliminated, and then they kill everybody on the way out. Um, but but I like I like both teams. It's just they're full of guys everybody wants to cheer for, which will make everybody excited. It just it's just kind of like people like taking sides naturally. I think. So uh, do you think this is Randy Orton's way of 
in WWE lore of saying, hey, hey, Shinsuke, sorry I R- RKO'd you after that time we tagged. Like, well, let's let's call, let's let bygones be bygones. It should be. Well, they've done the story the past two weeks where, I mean, they're both helping each other. So I, I, I think they've they've made up. I, and I, I would have liked to have seen Nakamura give a little bit of a, you know, a bow to Orton for the help too. I thought that I thought that would have been a nice touch. I'd like them to acknowledge it. Somebody says in kayfabe, Shane must have forgot that he got wrecked at Survivor Series last year. No, in reality, I'd say Shane doesn't remember that or anything <laughs> else about that match. Concussed after one punch from Jericho, saying "Lighten up." <laughs> uh, not only that, uh, remember the uh, the spear. Oh yeah. my. God, he got murdered. He got murdered. We had a few releases this weekend. Emma, Summer Rae, Darren Young. Jeff, your thoughts on those? Kind of gave them on Shake Them Roast with you and Rob, but uh, I, you know... The Emma one is the one that's most perplexing because it was why they had why they kept her so strong in the Oscar matches then seems kind of weird. Darren Young is out here in LA, I think kind of tipping his toe in acting. So uh I, I don't know what's gonna go on there. I don't know if he's gonna hit the indies or not, but I mean he was in shape and ready to go when I saw him. And uh Summer Ray's also out here doing modeling and acting, so but Summer Ray, I mean <laughs> Those lingerie football players are no joke in terms of toughness and athleticism. Really any, 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 anybody that, that, that was dissing her for any kind of talent or anything of that nature was just way off base. I, I'm, I'm a little bit sad because I thought she overperformed in NXT and then they just gave her crap on the main roster that she tried to spin into gold a lot of times. Like her work in the Rusev. Dolph Ziggler, Lana Angle, I thought was fantastic stuff. Her stuff with Tyler Breeze, I thought was great. I thought her stuff with Fandango was great. I just wish they would have let her go back in the ring and do a little bit more wrestling, to be honest with you, because I thought she could have improved there and really kind of kind of legitimized herself a bit more rather than being seen as a punchline by the casual fan. Anna, your, your thoughts on these releases? It's just a bit concerning, to be honest. Especially with, I mean, Jeff hit her on the head with Summer Rae, but with Emma, if this is still residual from the Emmalina thing, um, this is not the way to do it. And I'm sorry, but that's not playing to someone's strengths. That's not, yeah, that's detrimental to them and to them as a performer and as a character. And just try harder with them, you know, collaborate with them, see what kind of character that they're good at what traits that they want to accentuate and that's what makes a good gimmick. But if this is their solution instead of actually, I don't know, hiring writers that know how to write for these people or, and then by these people, I mean women in particular, you're going to end up with a very small female roster and it's like, she's talented as hell. She can deliver in ring. There is no real explanation as to why this happened. And that's the real loss here is that she is probably top three or four in the ring that they could put out there and actually do. But I, I have a question for you guys because it was something that, that came up on Twitter. I saw as a point and I went, that's making me think. So I'm going to bounce off you guys. That the women's division is pretty much back to being 
what it was four to five years ago, even before this women's revolution, kind of in the way that they treat it. Um, I know they're giving them longer matches, but, but the, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like they're giving longer matches to fill space, but they're not getting over as performers in those long matches. It's just, it's one of those things where it's almost like someone's trying to prove a point, but I don't think it's that either. It's, I just it's it's, that WWE thing where they're like, well, okay, you can be over, but not right now. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, be over here in a few months, but not while she's over. So we and want it, you and to it, be over, not you over. It's so weird, man. And it's 50-50, and they, and they have them against each other week after week after week doing these long matches where nobody seems special. I mean, and then they kind of self, um, you know, they, they rationalize it like, oh, well, Emma looks strong in this match, ergo, when we put her in another program now, she'll look better. Or that, or like the way. That, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that about the Oscar thing. Okay, I'm just saying that in general because they they did the same thing with Bailey in the Alexa Bliss program, where it's like, oh, she accidentally hit her head on the turnbuckle. That's why she got DDT, or she couldn't. You, you know, they they come up with these weird excuses to make the baby faces look dumb in the 50-50 losses, and then they lose. I mean, Becky Lynch has had this problem for months now. In terms of just, just, oh, music, I'm getting distracted for now. I'm getting rolled up and pinned as a, you know, after having it. A, a There's no diversity it's, on the creative yeah. team. Go ahead. Exactly. Andy. And it's, it's the same thing as, yeah, the, the heel women, they kind of know what to do, but only to the extent of mean girls. And I mean that wholeheartedly. They are writing mm-hmm. these women like mean girls. In terms of babyface, I don't know if they've never had a positive interaction with a female. I don't know. Maybe you should get out more if that's the case. But it's, you know, hire people who can actually write this stuff. This is, there was a statistic that came out about a month ago. 40% of viewers now are women. So if you're actually getting these eyes on the screen, you capitalize on that. If you're so so set on capitalizing on India because that's a solid market to tap into. What do you think this is? Am I having this kind of shit week in, week out? It's really, it's frustrating to watch. And it's, there is nothing to invest in. It doesn't matter how good your talent are. There's just there's nothing no build. to invest in. There's, there, there's, there's no build to it. So you can't heat up a feud by giving stakes if there's no build to any of these feuds because you have six women on each roster and all six of them are fighting each other either in one match every week, which is the SmackDown problem or against each other week after week after week after week, which is the raw problem with the three hours. So we get the inevitable backstage arms folded promo where they're sitting there looking pissy at everybody else. And then, Oh, well we got to work together a little bit. This is actually the best thing that could have happened to Emma because she's going to absolutely destroy it on the indies. If she wants and to it, work the indie circuit, she's going to do real oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, for, for what she can do. I mean, there's stardom. There's, I mean, look, give, give me Emma and Tony Storm any day of the week yeah. uh, in progress as a special attraction, and that that's going to draw a lot of people over there. I mean, the, the, the places that it are going to help her, if she doesn't go to TNA, because I could see her going to TNA, uh, Pretty pretty strong, especially at being in Canada. But you know, with Osprey going to Australia and trying to help those indies, and with the European scene being what it is, and and also getting much more diverse, she's not just going to have to be relegated to a shimmer or shine here. And there's also stardom if she wants to go there. So I mean, she has options. 
Joey Ryan put out a tweet this week, which made it a really good point because people said something about not wanting to go to WWE. And, circus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was saying, well, why would I want to go to WWE? The difference between the indies and that is the indies, you have to rely on yourself to get there. WWE, you have to rely on the person at the top liking you to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's at the end of the day, if this is the stuff that they're presented with in this company, they are better off walking and doing their own thing. Yeah, it's a lot more work. But if you have the drive and these, these women, a lot of them do have the ability. It just seems like it's such a waste of talent and time to be sitting around in these shitty segments. I'll tell you what isn't a waste of time. Fightful.com, where everybody can go get their crazy UFC 217 coverage. GSP returns this Saturday. He's fighting Michael Bisping. There's a Bantamweight title fight, Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. Rose Namajunas and Joanna Janjacek. I think Joanna Janjacek is the greatest female fighter of all time across mm. any sport. Uh, check that out. UFC 217, we have live discussion. We have a post-show podcast Saturday night. We have a preview up right now on Fightful.com and FightfulPods.com. Sunday night, I will be doing a solo podcast for the Impact Bound for Glory post-show. We have live discussion of that as well. Tons of podcasts over at Fightful tomorrow afternoon. Wednesday afternoon, that is 3 p.m., The List and your boy. Every single day you go to Fightful.com, you will see something there that you only get at Fightful.com. Some piece of exclusive news, some interview, something like that. So make sure you all check it out every day. Jeff, tell the peoples where they can follow you on Twitter. I appeared on Shake Them Ropes this week. Yes, you did. Rob wanted to do an episode about the releases on Sunday, so we dropped the short one then. Uh, This week is going to depend on when the uh, World Series finishes up. If the Dodgers somehow hold on and win this game, go to a Game 7. It's going to be later in the week. Uh, Your boy may be going to Game 7, so he's excited about that. Uh, You pay for the $7,000 tickets? Uh, I didn't, uh, I have, I have friends who may have a ticket for me. That's what I'm I'm kind of excited about. Um, I had people trying to get rid of $7,000 tickets today, which is very weird. Um, (laughs) but, uh, and we'll talk more about raw, the build to that Braun coming out of a trash (laughs) truck and probably a little bit of, probably a little bit of Leo rush Twitter talk as well. Yes. I have some of that up on our YouTube fightful.com. Uh, and uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. I've been posting these news updates. I'm going to start doing them for MMA as well. So uh, be on the lookout for those. Subscribe. Let people know about them. Share those. It really helps me. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Make sure you follow individual community guidelines. Anna, tell the people where they can follow you. At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. Possibly doing a Survivor Series Most Ridiculous. Not too sure yet. Figuring out timing. If you would like it, tweet me and let me know. Throw what money you at her. Like. Ooh, Hannah. I don't have the Anna. time. Okay, All yeah. this money you're getting is demonetized for. I had to fit it in today. But the $7,000 man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, it's more about what content people want to see. Uh, so, Gia. Yeah. Gia. Yeah. Until next time, guys, follow me on Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Please go click that follow button. Please do it. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.